I'm curious how Millen is gonna play this out. It'll be fun. This is a completely different podcast. Like he's done a good job. I, I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not really gonna be up to me. Hey, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we hear it later. Who let it's the dogs two out? Di- totally different people. He just brought two people in. You two, what was on the street? <laughs> Record doesn't mean. Episode three comes out, and you're not even on it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Spy-Fi After Dark podcast. Welcome to Spy-Fi After Dark. My name is Millen. I'm here today with my friend Frank. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Alex. Yo, what's going on? Once again, I am joined by these two jokers. Uh, but this time, we're actually going to tell you a little bit about them. So, uh, Frank, why don't you, why don't you get us get us going? Let us know what you what you know, what you're passionate about. Okay. What's up, everybody? How you doing? I'm Frank. Uh, and I've known these two jokers for years now, especially the guy on my left, Alex. Known him for like damn near a decade. Uh, we met in college. Uh, we were mainly in college as well, but this guy first. Um, these guys know me as the comics guy. And I'm sure you all have comics guys, but I'm the comics guy. <laughs> all right. So this is, this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. So I've been... Like before there was an MCU, before there were these video games. I was doing it before it was cool, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's just like you know. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. Alex. So I've known Millen for I think about five years now. Five years? Uh, yeah, I think approaching six. Yeah, five, five, six years. Uh, all of us actually met in college. Um and all of us, by the way, are local. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Local to Arizona, mm-hmm. so we've been represented for years. Um I don't know why they're my friends. Uh I <laughs> I love to play devil's advocate. I love to bullshit. <laughs> and I love to make their lives just a little more difficult incrementally. So He's I mean, using the word difficult because <laughs> <laughs> there isn't a better word to describe what Alex does for our life. Yeah. I couldn't find it even if I wanted to. But I love these two. So um, you know, Regardless of the topics that Millen has for for either of us, I mean, it's it's we're gonna promise a very very interesting and engaging uh, conversation. So a good time. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex is also an engineer by trade. Yeah, only on paper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. more of a social engineer. Yeah. Depends who you ask. <laughs> He's like officially yes, unofficially. <laughs> 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 he's he's also gained a fair amount of comic knowledge. Via Frank. Yeah, Frank rubs off in every aspect. I mean, incredibly charismatic guy. Like in college, um, everyone loved Frank. I mean, very, very sociable, very fun, uh, passionate about comics. At the time, being into that graft, and this was, again, like 10 years ago, um, was still kind of a niche. Um, And now, even though it's more popular, but only at the surface where we have, you know, the access to the original content presented through like movies and video games, etc., even now, and more importantly back then, it'd be more rare to find someone that was really immersed in the actual original content, like the novels, the comic books themselves. Yes. And we had someone like Frank who not only could just get people's attention for who he was regarding his personality, he would you know, bring up his passion, talk about these novels, these comics, the characters, the, the stories, um, and that lore. Uh, and it would be incredible and so unique and 
you know, I was one of so many people to be very, very interested in, you know, what, what he was all about. Now it's, you know, as, as anyone who have even, you know, watched anyone who's watched a movie in you know, MCU, you've got 22, 23 movies that are all phenomenal individually, right? It's easy to go see something like that, see a spectacle, be very, very impressed um, and, and want to learn, learn more. Um, maybe look online, um, maybe look, look into, uh, you know, the comics forums, maybe even dive into the games and get into that craft at like a high level. But we've got someone like Frank who's essentially done the dirty work without knowing it since he was, you know, very, very young. I mean, the wealth of knowledge is not only vast and that's, and that vast aspect can be pulled from like movies and games, but it's also very, very deep. So any kind of character that you may see on screen, you might know a little thing or two here and there about that character because of the movies, because of that access to the content. But Frank has a very, very deep understanding of the development of that character, seeing that character in, you know, in action for hundreds of pages. So it's very, very interesting. Like Millen is a, is, is um, a movie connoisseur, if you will, highly analytical, you know, loves, um, loves cinema, um, loves movie production. And if we talk about like a Marvel or DC movie, for instance, uh, I'm only throwing in DC because I, I feel like I need to. If we're talking about Marvel movies, you know, things we actually all like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Millen and, and Frank will have a very, very different perspective. Um, and both sides are equally interesting, but are not necessarily similar at all. So I find that pretty intriguing. But Alex, everybody, you make anybody sound good. Except well, myself. What, what is what is what is trying to say is uh, passion is interesting. Yeah, the passions are interesting. Everyone's very different. Frank has a very unique passion. Millen, you know, Millen is someone that can essentially have a very systematic and analytical understanding of so many different topics. I mean, if I have Millen in the room, it doesn't really matter which friend it, you know I'm accommodated with. That person will have a passion, you know for X or Y and Millen can always put in like a, like a very thoughtful and like valuable, like set of inputs to the conversation just because of kind of the way he thinks. Um, very true. Man, you know, I should just have you every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but granted, you know, both of these guys, I've known them for, for a long time. Frank is my boy. I, I'm very, we're very, very relatable. He's very, very, um, you know, intuitive, uh, regarding, you know, just understanding people and like social dynamics. And like, aside from like Marvel and all that, like he and I have just, grown together you know he's my boy um millen i've known again like for for a long time like he and i have connected on so many different levels so it's kind of interesting you know looking looking back to see like okay like i started my my friendship with like these people on like different for different reasons and different conditions and then like after so many years like you kind of see how that grows and like you independently grow you independently grow with people independently growing and that all looks different after years and then you can still be friends amongst each other and like have a different dynamic. It's very, very cool. But anyway, enough about that. For the listeners don't know, Moen and I are shedding a few tears. <laughs> <laughs> like my soul or what little soul I have left. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the most I've ever been complimented in my entire life. That's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> Depravity. Well, okay. You're amazing. If, if we exclude like close family. Okay, yeah. We are close family. 
<laughs> but, <you know. laughs> uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, I mean, love these guys. That's so. us. That's right. us. Okay, so let's get to something people actually came to listen for. Okay, let's do it. Um, <laughs> phase four. Phase four. What do you think? Brooke? What would you like to see that's not in there? Mm, well, what I would like to see, that's a huge question. But uh, what I'm excited to see that's in there. Okay, let's start with that. It's a lot easier. Um, the Eternals. I'm a big fan of the Eternals. I've been following the Eternals for years. Nobody knows anything about them, so that's okay. But uh, because no one knows anything about them, Marvel slash Disney can take liberties with them. And they're taking a lot of liberties with this story. Mm-hmm. Plenty. And I'm not going to go into them, but they're changing a lot of things. Uh, for better or for worse, but it well, is what it is. That's been their MO for the whole MCU, really. They mm, picked yeah. a lot of... Lesser-known yeah. characters. True. Mm, yeah, but B characters on up, they change. Like, they up more or less update. Like, like Guardians wasn't known, but you don't have to do too much with Guardians to make them interesting. Guardians, you know, you got a talking raccoon in a tree. So, yeah. it is what it is. Are you, are you implying that the, the anticipated focus of the Eternals will be of a different scale or have a different impact to the characters we know in the MCU that's been established in these 22 movies versus in the comics. So like, Oh, maybe the, the Eternals are just going to be like a side piece or they're just going to be used for history's purpose because I know the movie is supposed to take place like millions of years or something like that. Yes. Versus like, yeah, the Eternals are very old. They're very old. Um, hence their name. Like the Eternals are like, yeah, like God's old. Like most people, I know absolutely nothing about them. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't, like, I don't know. Frank might, might know would more like about a, Would you like a fun fact? Fun sure. fact for you? All right. Yeah, Frank's fun facts, everybody. Every once in a while, right? There Got one can. for you. <laughs> um, Thanos uh-huh. of Infinity War and Endgame is an eternal. Okay. A Titan. In the comics, he he's more or less from Earth, like, biologically speaking. His people just moved to a different planet. Oh. Thanos, Thanos' father was born on Earth. Hmm. There you go. Okay. And even though you might be trying to just kind of appreciate what the MCU is doing with these respective movies and and their set of stories, it's interesting because we know that this is a comics, everybody. I'm not saying the MCU is going to do this, but I'm just talking about for comics right, sake. Right. And on Frank's point, I think this might be interesting to Millen. You've got 22 successful movies. Independently, they're successful. Each each of them have done very, very well. Um, and then as a franchise, the MCU has been incredibly successful and highly impactful. But you can't disregard the original content. Now, even though... MCU has done all kinds of deviations from the original content. It's interesting because they pull what is needed at times or what is convenient or what is interesting from the original content. But I will make the, I will say that you can pull, uh, you can keep less from the Eternals because nobody knows about them. Obviously. Uh, You brought that up before. You brought that up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So Superman won't change much because everybody likes Superman. The more you change with Superman, the less people are probably going to like about him. Mm -hmm. Even though you probably need to change him to actually make him a good character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Change some things about him to keep his core character the same. Okay. 
Okay. That might change over time, but Superman's going to change very slowly because more people are invested in Superman. The Eternals, nobody knows about. So, for example, for example, in the Eternals, three or so characters will be gender bent. Okay. They will be women instead of men. And these characters are men. To be fair, most eternal, a lot of Eternals are men too. So, you know, representation and all that in that jazz. So, whatever, that's fine. And I'll bring something up, yeah. up really quickly. Another too. character will be deaf. So, deaf oh. re- representation. Got it. I personally don't understand how an Eternal can be deaf, but we're not going to talk about that. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. that seems like a strange decision to me. And it's like, I get it. Like, those are odd changes, maybe for some, some kind of like social play or political yes. play or whatever, because they may not have any like, rational justification outside of that for putting that into a set of characters like the Eternals. But, you know, one might say, okay, so we have these characters that are important to the the overall lore of Marvel, but the general audience won't really have an won't really be impacted by any significant change on these characters because they don't have exposure to those characters. Okay, fine. If someone were to say that, I understand where you're coming from, Frank, because like, for instance, and this is in our generation, the three of our, the three of us, uh, Harry Potter, very, very popular, right? And Harry Potter is not popular because of the movies. That's a fact. No. Changed my mind. Um, the books. <laughs> make it make sense, y'all. <laughs> the books were, from, were phenomenal. Yeah. And you have, you know, J.K. Rowling, the only author to ever be a billionaire. Okay. She made a lot of money off of her books. Okay. The reason I'm bringing this up is because imagine if Harry Potter was a female for the sake of a political play. I think that would potentially bother people because there's an investment. The only reason why it doesn't seem like a problem for the general public when it comes to the MCU is to your point, if you have characters that are only seemingly insignificant because of the lack of information that the audience has that aren't in the niche, it's it's okay. Yes. But to yeah. your point, you're coming at it from a different yes. perspective. Yeah. I, I totally I totally understand. And I'm wondering if you're going to see these general these i'm wondering if villains are generally a safer set of characters to change to make a movie more interesting without without like unsettling that niche of an audience because i feel like oftentimes when i watch movies that have some kind of comic or graphic novel behind them the villains are changed Often, like yes. their agenda, their agenda, their set of abilities, mm-hmm. you know, their motive, etc. Well, I think it's probably easier to change them for the sake of building the plot you want yes. to tell. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. And actually, on a similar note, I watched a video about Into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that the Homecoming slash Far From Home Spider Man is largely Miles Morales's character. Like they pulled a lot from that character and just put it into Peter Parker. Okay, the guy because he made, he made it. The guy who was making this video made a very good point, which is that Peter is going to a private school, which Miles school. was doing. Yes, he has a nerd best friend. Matter of fact, his nerd best friend looks a lot like Ganke, uh-huh. which is Miles' best yeah, friend. That's right? what he's saying. So they like pulled these like various characteristics from Miles and used it. Definitely. Which I mean, I think it's the best incarnation of of. Spider-Man. P- Peter Parker from a from just an objective standpoint of like a good character on film. Uh, obviously with no respect to the actual source material because I haven't read it. But uh, so I, I find that pretty interesting myself. I'm here for it. You know, I uh, I'm invested in them for different reasons. Like I like Miles because let's be honest, he looks like me. 
It's pretty cool. But I'm invested but I was invested in Peter first. So I'm like, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. I like them both, but for different reasons. Sure. So, you know, you're in you're in kind of a tough position because you have to turn your head both ways. But like this this sounds a lot different than this. Okay. Sorry. So as close as you can get to like right into it, it really makes a big difference. I also can move forward. Yeah. And you move for your his, arm. For his sake. For his sake. Yeah. Yeah. Then he doesn't have to turn that way. Yeah. Okay. Much better. <clears throat> um, the phase four. I've heard from my friends that a lot of them aren't feeling it. They're just not feeling what is going on. They feel like this phase will be like the whatever phase until we get to like the Fantastic Four and the X-Men and stuff, which it doesn't have to be wrong, but I don't know. I like to give it a little bit, give it a chance, you know? Yeah. And I, th- and I think phase four deserves a chance. Yes. Just based off the track record. Thank you. Right. That, that's it doesn't matter. Thing. It doesn't matter what they do. They that, they deserve it. Um, I mean, when you make twenty three good movies, that's ridiculous. It's never yeah. been done. It's, it's never been done. It's groundbreaking. Yeah. Ever. It's literally that, never been. done. I mean, twenty three movies that are all connected and part of the same universe that are all yeah. individually that's crazy. Good. Even even throwing away that fact, twenty three movies that are consistently good. Yeah. And make money. That has never happened. Yeah, I gripe with the second Thor and the. Second, Iron Man. Iron Man, and any other ones? Oh, I haven't seen the second Ant Man. No, well, a lot of people didn't like the second Thor. Well, I think that's man. that's probably the mo- that's the probably the most, weakest one. Yeah, I, the weakest. I mean, still you have decent. a you have a villain with no bad. agenda. He doesn't have a single line in the movie. That doesn't help. <laughs> no, I'm serious. If you actually go rewatch it, I don't think he has a single line. I'll buy the movie just so we can watch it. Yeah. The Dark Elf is silent. So Wait, really? Yeah. If you go rewatch it, you'll notice that he doesn't talk. That's a problem when you don't he's know what he says a few things, but not nearly enough. No, dude. Go rewatch like <laughs> I'm serious. He's I mean, he's definitely not a character. Like he's just there, right? But right, but, well, yeah. he, he's yeah. more like a force. He's a prop, but the problem yeah. is, is he's supposed he's like the villain is a prop. Like that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, unless the movie is, I'm sorry to bring this up again. Like Logan, you don't need a villain. <laughs> Here we go, guys. I'm oh, sorry, guys. It's one of those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like, fucking Logan, you Logan don't need, in the Dark Knight. You yeah, know? you don't need a villain, Logan, because the movie is literally about internal conflict. Because mm-hmm, uh, he Thor, is the villain. Yes, yeah. Thor. I mean, that literally, right? But Thor is. I mean, sorry. I mean, and it, also the transition from the first two Thors to Ragnarok was like extreme. I had this conversation mm-hmm. with someone else before. Well, that's because Ragnarok was a reboot. Oh, soft. It was Ragnarok had a whole different director. Basically, a soft reboot. Yeah. Right. Not only that, like, Rag. I think with Thor one and Thor two, it was more. It was it was closer to like comic lore, but that is not always that is not always a good thing. See, I I know that too. Uh, Not everything comics translates to movies, right? They threw away. They threw away like his his associations with the original content. Exactly, and they ran with it. Like he ended up being, I think they just made him into an MCU character. Yeah, they made him more. That was more attractive yeah. in their mm-hmm. in their perspective. He's and they funny and stuff it. like that. Yeah, because... goofy. He's not a leader. Like mm-hmm. that yeah. kind of bullshit. And like to each their own, you know. But yeah. 
Well, and that's also because the general audience isn't invested in Thor's story. They just want a good movie. Yeah. Right? So, it is, see, Ragnarok say, didn't do it for me because say, of those reasons. Uh-huh. But I'm invested in Thor. I'd so, say Thor is a very recognizable Marvel yeah. character, mm-hmm. even before the movies came out. Definitely. But I don't know if he would necessarily be that widely, like, deeply known. He's just his image and his hammer yes would would be known but not like who some people is. know him they don't know anything about him yeah i agree with exactly. that definitely um, i agree with which that. is why he's such a good candidate for for redoing basically. which is back to exact that's a good tie-in that's a good tie-in to the conversation we had before i will also say that um this is kind of it's kind of a tangent um i like you know i like what the mcu did with thor um i have some I have some like recommended changes and some issues with certain things, but all in all, I mean, he's a great, great character, great actor yes, uh, that drives that character. Hemsworth, we see you. Yeah, I will. I will say though that if you can make a character like Captain America and run with the char- with and run with a character like that and be able to continue enticing the audience with a character like that only to pepper in the MCU tropes later in the game and incrementally, AKA like the humor, the out of character kind of behavior, etc. I think you could maintain the integrity of a character like Thor. What I'm saying is Captain America is serious enough to justify a, like Thor being a serious, tightly tied to original content kind of character who later can, soften up and become more of an mcu gag later it was an extreme change it didn't have to be an extreme change and i think one and two could have been good without having to sell the character out do i care not really because there's 22 23 movies Mm -hmm. and so many of them are amazing plus i didn't really have any attachment to thor anyway Mm -hmm. so there's that but just that's one criticism i have that's it i think the only thing is he's a little bit too much of a bitch at this point Mm. Thank you. To, the the cha- it was a one eighty, just a little, just a little bit. I mean, oh, so he bitch made. Y'all I gotta like, let me know how's he bitch made. I like, I like the, like turning him into a teenager. Basically, I like that. It's just, it's just a little bit too far for me. Like there are times where you just cannot take him seriously, and, and I have, think that takes and, away from his. And character. he's a fifteen hundred year old like, yeah. god of thunder. It's like, right, you should always be able to take him seriously. It's mm-hmm. like I know you've been coddled by like your father's who, who's a king, but like. You've lived for too long to be this dumb. Right. And he has been somewhat of a warrior slash warlord. Am I, am I incorrect to say that? I mean, have, were they just like undergoing intern, like eternal peace? No. Regardless was, of what we saw? He was... Fu- I mean, no, I'm saying like, like has, you know what I mean? Like, has he ever like, has he ever sought or just experienced suffering prior to the MCU? I'm assuming he would in that time span. Like, why? why was... Why were like the few cataclysms in the MCU franchise enough to turn him into a bitch? To your point, it was just such an extreme change. It's like, come on, like this guy has seen. This guy should have seen it all. I mean, it's implied that he's fairly coddled, even before the MCU starts. I mean, yes, he's part. He's got his like warrior squad that had like you know Zachary Levi and whoever else, uh, but they all got killed, unfortunately. I don't know. Um. R.I.P. Warriors 3. Yeah. But it was, I think it was implied that, like, I don't think he's ever really seen significant loss up until the MCU. Like, it would make sense that the events of the Infinity War saga would fuck him up for sure. 
it's just to me it went just a little too far right plus the irony of that too is like there was there was actually more of a reason to have an issue the change from i just appreciate them trying to make the change in the first place like taking that big of a leap with a character that yeah. I, and if it you worked. think about it it takes some balls to make that move from a story perspective because you're really undercutting what people know about the character but to your point it wasn't as big a risk because of the character yeah did they make well it had become more of a risk because they had established him in the mcu right so at that point more people knew who he was and what he was about yes cool. but so, only with only at this only at the surface level of the first two movies well, he also is pretty involved in the and Avengers. Avengers and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. But well, I think I think people would have even more gripe if they knew the character based on the original content. Well, yeah, certainly. Well, quick question: um, We're gonna get back to the Phase Four, but regarding the main Avengers, you guys say Thor made a big change, and it worked. Do you think? What in your opinions have the have the rest of the event, the main Avengers have they have they made major changes to them and it work? Because it seems like they're more or less like taking out the comics, more or less. Thor is probably the one that they may need to change the most. Makes sense too. He's an immortal god. He's crazy powerful. You have to do something. They probably you do something. You got to humanize him in order for it to make a movie for and for to make people audience. to care. Yeah. So, um, Captain America's humanized just because he was like, like a malnourished, like prepubescent man. Before he got the mm-hmm. super soldier serum, so um, Iron Man humanized himself. I don't know, like he kind of multiple kinda, times. Yes, he went through everything to make himself better. So uh, Thor had to take him down a peg, I guess. Throughout the progression of the franchise, I would say the second character I can think of. To have a closely relatable transition in the per- in his personality to that of Thor's would be Bucky. Regarding like that 180 into like a more human, more relatable character because of what he was initially. Is he? Is he more human and relatable? Mm, cracks jokes. He's getting there. He's he was cracking there. jokes way before he was a Winter Soldier. No, I know. I guess well, I guess what I'm saying is from being like from the end of from Winter from, Soldier and the end of Winter Soldier to I mean to Civil War and then to That's true. He did yeah. he came along. Yeah, yeah. There. Now I'm not saying he ended up where Thor was. I'm saying he started way behind Thor and ended up like that okay. mid transition. I mean I think uh I think Iron Man went through a lot, changes wise. I just don't think he changed. I think he went through his own changes, but I don't think his his position or his dynamic with the rest of the team changed if that may i don't know if that makes sense or not like he grew but like at the same i think he grew into more of a leader as in regards to the team i think he's just a better version of himself he's not he he didn't become the perfect man he just became a more responsible tony well he also went from selfish to sacrificing himself at the very end i guess I mean, there's a character shift there. Yeah, there is. I'm, I have to disagree. Where, where, I have to disagree. Where it happened, I, I have to I disagree because in Avengers, he was willing to sacrifice himself. That's true. I mean, you could argue that's where the shift was, actually. Right there. there. And then that like tra- that created the trauma. And then also the dynamic 
that actually that's a good point i think that is worth a shift yeah. right and the dynamic between stark and cap um being that they come from like opposite ends and they're both trying to, to do good um, but they're both self-righteous in doing so tony's self-righteousness manifests in his own ability captain self-righteousness manifests in his beliefs his ideals yeah yeah he thinks his beliefs are the only way and the right way tony believes that everything is on him because he has more responsibility because he's capable because he's more more capable it's Mm. a burden of being capable right he is more capable than captain america we know that yeah that didn't change that just presented itself more in civil war and then we like had a full circle back into that at the beginning of Endgame, and still it didn't change at the end. So, are you saying that, like, like Tony? Is so, saying, are you saying that Tony, from the moment he got the Iron Man's, he made his his first Iron Man suit, he would have made the same decision that he did in Endgame? Hmm. I don't think so. I think so. Uh, I could argue it because he made the choice once he started. Like after he went through the ordeal in the cave, he was just. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm not doing this anymore. The problem, yeah, the, the thing, the problem I have with Captain's like dichotomy in ideals with Starks is that they, the franchise, or the, hey, listeners, I'm just gonna let you guys know I'm not entirely convinced that Alex Medawar here likes Captain America. I'm <laughs> no, not entirely. Doesn't. I don't Captain like Captain America. America. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And that that like th- that philosophical discussion that they have regarding like how to protect the world and like at what expense that becomes very, very irrelevant because of Thanos. That's my problem with like that dichotomy. It's like, this is a very, very philosophical motif. So like, it would be cool if it was like a red skull type character they were fighting. Well, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll like give on that scale. Right. It's like, okay, we have like humans that are capable of good and evil and so humans are a threat to other humans right we're all on the same playing field we all need to understand like what's at play what the stakes are who is you know who is capable enough to lead whom and how to you know how to achieve peace or how to achieve the greater good without the expense of like suppressing people and fellow people right what I mean is like how do you like how do you how do you do good on this earth without like taking away other people's like liberties, right? So it's like, oh, I want to bring peace to earth. Okay. But you don't want to do it at the expense of like uh ridding people of their privacy or their ability to do what they want, or their, their liberties, right? Their, their free will. Right, the agency. So it's it's the, the whole things that you live for. It's the old yeah, it's the old story. Autonomy versus paternalism. Mm-hmm. I like that. Civil war was cute. It touched on that. And that also grew well, so did Winter Soldier. Right. That grew and Stark's character, I think, in Civil War grew from how Avengers played out the end. Okay, he realized that like, oh, there's like a bigger deal here. It's not just about like my weapons and my ability to like mm-hmm. essentially monitor the earth because I have the highest technology, right? I have I have the highest capability to influence whomever, wherever on earth. It started off that way, 
nobody's nobody can compete with Stark. So now it's like a kind of like a you know uh, kind of like a Superman thing. So you're, oh, so you're saying t- that Tony is what it got, was from Tony became better because he realized it wasn't just about him anymore. Like there were things bigger than him. Yeah, but my problem at the same time, my problem with that is like as soon as that happened, Captain America became irrelevant. Like if so like if the Jatari, is that how you pronounce the name? Yeah. If they didn't come to Earth, like if if if, if all of conflict resided mainly on Earth, okay, mm. then that conflict of autonomy versus paternalism would still be very interesting and i think very relevant but as soon as you incorporate characters like thanos i don't think in retrospect you would have stark say you know what captain america was right like i think that i think preemptively they could have like prepped for thanos so his ideas became his ideas became irrelevant once we found out aliens were in the picture. Yeah, because at the end of the day, people on Earth didn't contribute at all. You know what I'm saying? To what? To and anything. To their own to their own existence. They didn't contribute at all. That's what I'm saying. Like they they didn't so those who so the the key players with skin in the game were at an elevated position to make the choice to fight for a greater good, right? And that greater good was in for the preservation of universes, you know, total existence versus it being halved. Okay, but like Stark, from my understanding, was like, hey, we could set up programs and systems to essentially like shield or envelop the earth at the expense of X and Y and Z. I thought that was like the whole thing with Civil War. Okay. Okay, so it's like it's just it's just old. Well, was it? I don't know about I, I don't know if I can that, was that thing with Ultron, War. definitely. With Ultron, yes. Maybe it was Ultron. Was I might Sil- be missing this up. I might be messing this up. With Civil War, it was more like, are the heroes themselves going to give up their rights? Right. Their ability to operate independently. Well, Tony didn't trust himself, so. And and Cap did. To, well, I think, I, guess. I think in Civil War, Tony was like, they're not going to let us exist the way we exist now. So we might as well just work with them on something that can work for them them being every other regular human on earth so that we can continue to exist and continue to be a guardian force. That's what I got out of it. Mm. But my question is like, once you have, okay, so I get like Ultron's existence kind of grounding everything and keeping it like about the, keeping it about the agency of, the heroes on earth and whether they themselves were a threat to one another in the earth. But when you have things like the Tritari or Thanos, it like doesn't matter because you have things that can literally come and just obliterate the earth. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it just invalidates like that small scale conflict on earth. And like, I'm what I'm saying is like at the end of the day, blah, 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 Avengers have to step up and like everyone else is essentially just not, a part of the picture and it's just up to adventures to step up and yeah they're just the stakes yeah and it's not like there was a there was a splitting of the avengers when something of that scale came does that make sense so if there's a big enough issue and there constantly were at the later stages of the mcu the avengers will come together so it's like i don't know i just I mean, it made Captain America's like point just less okay. interesting, I guess. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but 
Captain America's cool. I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You're saying he's basically become irrelevant based on the scale of the MCU. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't mean his abilities. I just mean his ideals. I just I mean, mean I think you could argue both, but Yes, you, you can could probably argue you both. You can argue both. I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to. For the sake of the conversation, no. Well, In and general, maybe, yes. Maybe that's why they retired him. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna steer this a slightly different direction Do it. now. Do it. Since I have since the last time we talked, I finished Shield, the current season. Okay. Um, and I am just curious. With this season of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's a lot of talk about lots of different alien races okay. that know about humans and refer to them as Terrans. And I'm just, I'm curious, like, how has this not, like, impacted Earth, like, at all? Yeah. It seems like, I don't know, uh, in my mind, my head canon is, it seems every alien, intelligent, like, alien race out there knows about Earth. Mm-hmm. But Earth is so underdeveloped, they're not really an issue. They just don't care. They just don't care. Even when you have S.H.I.E.L.D. agents putting together a ship that can travel, like, to vastly different areas. True, but that was like one ship, and it was like... It was one ship, and I'm pretty sure then they get alien tech, like for like for help or something, didn't they? I don't remember. You, maybe you my point is, right. my point is there. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're trying. That's cute. You know, it's, they're still not there. Like, there's <clears throat> they're they're representatives on Earth that are badasses, but they're badasses because they're either not from Earth or they have non-earthly sources of power, i.e., Captain Marvel and Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor is not a Terran. Thor is an Asgardian. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Is fueled by like the what the jump drive from the movie and and the uh the Tesseract Space Stone. So she's backed by an Infinity Stone. Is she? Yeah. Yes. More or less. The more or less. It's the the I thought uh, it was just the the plane. But the plane the source it was, was based on the test right okay that's right oh, yeah, that sounds right so yeah so she's more or less backed by the space stone same thing i mean scarlet yeah. witch technically backed by the mind stone isn't mm-hmm. she so, yes uh yeah same idea and vision know? was the mind stone right well vision had it like on this person i'm not convinced that vision could fully use the the mind stone to its like full capabilities because he's not a fully organic being but he didn't and he also couldn't exist without it. True. Because uh, he died uh, the minute you took it off him. I mean, yeah, the explosion killed him. They ripped it out of his head. If I'd have shot a bullet through his brain, he would have probably died too. Yeah, but then Thanos just went back and pulled it out of him and he died. Yeah, it doesn't make sense though because she, the what first it, time she blew it up and then he went back in time like five minutes. And then just literally ripped it out of him and he died. But he ripped a significant port. I'm saying like, obviously it was, um, it was implied. That was the whole thing in the movie that vision could possibly live without the mind stone. And I agree. He probably could too, but he just kind of pulled the shit out. <laughs> like if I had, I don't know if I had a, an implant in the side of it and I ripped the implant out, you'd probably bleed out and die. 
My, my problem with vision requiring the mind or requiring the mind stone to live would also imply that his creation had to have like involved a full understanding of the mind stone. Mm. It could have just been an accident. Yeah. It's really? More, it's more or less an accident, bro. Like and his well, body wasn't an accident. Okay, but also, take- also consider that he was technically invented by Ultron and Ultron was like this, you know, artificial intelligence network that theoretically could have understood it much better than our main characters did. No, I don't think so. I don't agree. I, I, Ultron did not prove to have any, any greater intellectual capabilities than Stark in the movie, at least. Didn't change my mind. Really? What, what did he have? They even implied it. Remember he was like slightly faster with his like quips than Stark because he's essentially Stark. But what did he like? What did he do? Yeah, his computational like abilities were greater. Stark. But it's because he just they faster, were, just yeah, faster, faster. Just think because Stark he's a computer. Faster. That's it. Um, in my opinion, I don't mm-hmm. think they created a they didn't create a sentience that could correct itself fast enough to be a new sentience that's greater than that of the creator. I think it was just a a better simulation of. I mean, if you give, I don't I don't know make, what he did. Like you and, make the body, you give it the power source, you. Let's say you give you put Jarvis in. You don't give him the same parameters. So it's like making a a robot without the three laws, right? Mm-hmm. And then would it essentially be Vision without his powers? Or knowing the law, like Sunny, Vision yeah. is Sunny from iRobot. Yeah, no, I yeah. understand that. My my question is: You've got the stone, and was the stone, to your point, just an accident? Even if it's an accident, at the end of the day, like, how are the stones tapped into? True. How are they understood? It's Can they be understood by artificial intelligence? I'm. I make the. I make the argument that, like I said, Vision could not fully. I don't know if it was within his capability within his capabilities to fully understand the Mind Stone or even integrate with the Mind Stone. Because he's not an organic being. That's my opinion. And yet he created vision. So like there has to be something there. He wouldn't be capable of creating vision. Creating cre- no, 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 no. Hold on. There's a there's a loop there. Creating vision wouldn't be a feat beyond his capabilities if vision does not need the mind stone. If he needs the mind stone, then what you're saying is true. Yeah. Well, then there needs it, to be a special. It's implied underst- that he does though. Right. It's just <sighs> Is it? I I don't think he could have lived without it. I get what you're saying. I think it goes what? both ways. I I get what you, I get what Millen's saying though. Okay, it is kind of implied. Just in the but context, I don't think he in needs the context it either, of the movies, in the context of the movie, it seems like he needs it. In the comics, he doesn't have the mind stone, but there's a gem on top of his head, but it's just a battery that absorbs solar radiation. But oh. let's put that aside. Yeah. Um. So it could be an example of them just changing it up. I just feel like I don't think they really ever explicitly said either way. It's kind of up to interpretation. That's that's true though. I don't. I'm I'm gonna leave it at this. Well, I also have a problem with him requiring the Mind Stone and like being such a nerfed character. I also have a problem with that because if he requires the Mind Stone, wouldn't he himself be like at least very very integrated with the Mind Stone on his head? And yet, I feel like he was a very very nerfed character. There's also that. I'm like hoping he doesn't need the Mind Stone and that he has the Mind Stone, but then like doesn't tap into it fully. And that's why his character sucked ass. Cause like that dude was. I think that's what it is. That yeah. dude was fucking weak. 
I'm sorry for like Boy, being. He one was of, dope in like Age of Ultron, and yeah, he, he was like, very strong. He Ultron. fell off in what? What was it? Uh, Infinity uh, Civil War. Infinity War. He's he, he, he all right in Civil. Scarlet Witch is powerful, so yeah. it's okay. But see, it, that's I, the thing. Scarlet Witch Scarlet is an Witch organic is... being that was literally affected by the by the energies of the Mind Stone. Yeah. So I believe her raw potential is greater than Visions. Yeah, Scar- Well, Scarlet Witch is the low key like one of the most powerful. Yes, she definitely is. She definitely. She's is. incredibly powerful and very low key. Yeah, her altercations with Thanos. I mean, she would hold her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she yeah. literally would have killed him mm-hmm. straight. Up. She he, she would have ripped him apart if he didn't call in his artillery in Endgame. That's true. She did have the better of him. He he was calling in artillery out of desperation. Yes, because he knew he was going to die if he didn't. Well, he didn't know how to deal with her. Yeah, too. She's a telekinetic. So to yeah. Frank's to Frank's point, I'll, I'll I mean I'll go back on tangent. We can move forward. I don't see how artificial intelligence could like. Under fully understand the mind stone specifically, I do. I do get that, and that well, that could also be the point is that just maybe he needed it to survive, but there was no way for him to possibly like fully tap into it. Yeah, maybe for the sake of the story, it's better for vision to have it versus another person. That too, that too, right? Like, um, a lot more danger, maybe it's not more dangerous to give the mind stone to Scarlet Witch, or maybe, maybe versus give it to a fucking robot who's not going to want to do a whole bunch of stuff. Not just, yeah, maybe, maybe because a robot cannot tap fully into it, that robot can actually like sustain itself because we see how these stones can be overwhelming to the user, yes, especially organic users. Mm, Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Okay, what are we going back to? There's some phase four discussion. Wow, what all is in phase four exactly? We got Eternals, we got. Thor: Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. which will start Natalie Portman as yes, Jane Foster. Um, oh, the bench. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, the bench is in a what widely renowned actor who's made a lot of money through her career. I know. <laughs> why are we going? Why are we she, going to the bench? I'm not bench. getting this. What's the bench? What is Because she's like a secondary character yeah. in the MCU. She's oh, really not that important as a character. She can hold her own, but I'm just calling. I'm it's just very calling it's can she? Can she? I have to say it. She <laughs> can potentially, yeah. Okay. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. It's just funny because she's such a well-known actor. Who's I mean, she killed money. it as Padme. I mean, Jared Leto was like an amazing and well-renowned actor. Did you see his Joker? <laughs> That's not the point I'm making. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm just saying it's weird that you have someone with that name Eminence. as a secondary character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like... Uh, that's all I'm saying. Kind of like, what's his name? I'm not. I'm not passing any judgment on the quality of the performance at all. Uh, Matt Damon. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's great. But yeah, Love and Thunder might be the funnest. Yeah, the funnest movie in the MCU. Yeah, definitely. Just straight up, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm gonna grab some Ragnarok, but whatever. All right, what else is in Phase 4? Uh, Black Widow movie. Black Widow movie. Which late. doesn't make any sense to me. But <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, that movie. It should have been made she, five years ago. Yes. She should have been got her movie. Yeah. When is the movie taking place? It should have been made after Iron Man 2. Oh, my goodness. Millen. <laughs> I said the same thing last week. <laughs> the same. Or at the very least, after Iron Man 3. Yes, like at the very least. Like, like we shouldn't be going back to like spy stuff when we just had like 
aliens. Inter, like, yeah. inter, like universal aliens. <laughs> actually, yeah. actually, no, like, yeah, Millen, even for Frank and Millen, like, that, that makes a lot of sense because of the introduction of Black Widow and also, like, she was fresh at that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like her inability the, the script, to be relevant was kind of, like, a problem later on. This, yeah. <laughs> the script for the movie was in development back then. Like, I think the initial plan was to make it around, like, 2010. When's the movie taking but place? Anybody know? Happen. I have no idea. Like, it's is just, it, I just, I wouldn't do it. Is I it like know. a super prequel or is it like... It's got to be a prequel of some kind. That but it's obviously got to be a prequel. I would say their best bet to making it like, get a, giving it a semblance of like relevance is making it in the five-year gap. Oh, yeah. Making it in the five-year gap. Like make this, make this go on like right before... Like when nobody's around and she's doing her thing. Because if it's too far back, we're not going to care. That, right. That would actually be interesting. That's like what's going point. on there? What's she going through? You know, there's still stuff going on with the Red Room. She has to stop it. So on and so forth. We're getting the Taskmaster. That's uh-huh. great. You guys know who the Taskmaster is? No. Isn't Taskmaster... Um... I really hope the... it's that. I'd be really disappointed if it was. Grandmaster's brother? <laughs> or no? And, uh, he's, he's not an older. No, he's he's the Blastmaster's nephew. Blast no, dude, Master. are you serious? No, I was joking. Okay. No, <laughs> the no. Blastmaster's Karis one. That was an old rapper joke. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Who <laughs> well, is. see, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Marvel to have a character named Blastmaster. Blastmaster. Oh, remind me, Man. remind me who Taskmaster is again. Taskmaster is a mercenary. Uh, Tony something. I forgot his name, but long story short, he was. They've retconned his character to where, like, supposed to serum gave him his abilities, but I'm gonna go before that and say he was born with photographic reflexes. Oh, you, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned. So he's course. a productivity consultant that works with Fortune 500 companies to yeah. their bottom line. Yeah, pretty much. So anything he sees, he can replicate as long as within his, bo- his body's capabilities to do so. That's so stupid. That's kind of cool. What are you talking about? It's like it's like having photographic memory, but with your body. Is it? Is it? Because he's still human. That's the thing. He can't replicate Spider Man because Spider what Spider Man does is beyond. Wait, okay, what is what is his limit? Whatever human his body's limits. Ca- human limits. That's the point. Oh, okay. So he can watch. Mind. He can watch. Uh, who's it? Black Widow do something? He's highly coordinated. That's yes, what it is. Pretty much, he can watch Black Widow do something. He's oh, a okay. highly capable I I human. Understood what what the power? No, he's a highly has. capable human being who also happens to be highly coordinated. So he's yes. in full okay. control of his body. Pretty right. much. Pretty much. Yeah, right, fuck I take that. it back then. He's a hyperkinetic. I take it back. Okay, I made that up. Um, actually, yeah, I, I made up the yeah. The but you, but you, brother, yeah. But you, you explained him really well. He has really good coordination. Like he's, he can watch you play something or do like an Olympic level, like I don't know something. Yeah, and he can do it. He can do that. Now, can he watch Spider Man lift a car and do it? No, it's outside his body's capable capability uh-huh. doing so. But he can copy Spider Man's moves as long as what he's doing is like normal. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so like he's gymnastics. Cool. Yes, pretty yeah, much. Okay. Or fighting styles. Like he 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 sits around and watches like Captain America fight, so he can just do it later. I see. It's he carries up. around. He carries like a bow and arrow around, like Hawkeye. He carries around a shield and a sword hmm. for a guy Captain America. Wait, so is this guy gonna be in the Black Widow movie? Yeah, he's gonna be one of the uh, bad guys. So okay. that's pretty cool. Is is he a villain? Yes. Interesting. Mercenary. That's a, a that's a good villain. He's a mercenary. Yeah. Yeah. A hero can't be like him. Because first of all, he's basically pretty much cheating. Mm-hmm. Second of all, yeah, he's not overcoming. He's not learning. He'd be a great time. intern though for any character. Wow. Yeah, he's a he's like I I think of him as like 
he's like autistic. Anyway, I don't know. Okay. Right. Something like that. All right, I'm going to be really disappointed if it's not in the five-year gap. What I just said? Yeah, it sounds good, doesn't that's, it? That's the only that's, version that's, that's going to be good. That's the only thing people would care about. Does Dustin because, Hoffman have a son? Mm-hmm. That's cold. I'm <laughs> just like um, counting you know, toothpicks on the floor. We also got, what else do we have? We have Shang-Chi and the Legend oh, of the yeah. Ten Rings or something like that. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi is just Marvel's Bruce Lee. Marvel's Bruce Lee. I mean, it's all been attempted in diversity at this point. Yeah, but uh, Shang-Chi is pretty much Marvel's Bruce Lee. Okay. He's the master of kung fu and he's the best fighter in the world. So like a better version of Iron Fist? He's a more skilled version of Iron Fist. Mm, just okay. it, man. He's not as powerful as Iron Fist. Iron Fist technically has superpowers. Yeah. But he's he'll beat Iron Fist in a fight. Huh. I thought Iron Fist also has um Deathstroke's capability, partially. Yeah, but he has the focus on it to try it. He can't just he can't do it in passing. Okay, so that wouldn't save him against mm. someone like Feng Shui. Okay. No. Oh, I mean, I think he could this is the thing at the fullest of iron fist capabilities um and you guys can argue with me if you want to he can be shang chi because he actually has superpowers he can elevate his abilities to physical levels mm-hmm. so on and so forth but if we're talking about skill versus skill and iron fist has no powers shang chi's gonna win most of those fights yeah mm-hmm. he well, was if, he's been training since he's like two years old to fight if iron fist got to the point of the videos you saw in the series of the old iron fist yes like how competent he was then yeah, that guy he'd yes. wreck anyone. Oh yeah, that was cool. That was like the best. That was the best fight scene. It wasn't even him. Yeah. Well, that was the best moment of the entire series. <laughs> he isn't lying. Yeah. Don't watch it, Alex. You will rip Iron Fist apart. No, yeah. You will rip. You would. Of you all, would rip of it apart. All of the Netflix series, that's when you would hate the most. Yes. The only Iron Fist I'm. You, the one you interested in would be wait, the King of Iron you, Fist. Which one? Church. Probably uses for everybody who was born like after ninety eight. It's Tekken. Yeah, so, so like circa 97, you've got like a video game called Tekken. <laughs> King of Iron Fist Tournament. So which of the Netflix series would Alex actually like? Mm. I'm thinking maybe Jessica Jones. <clears throat> I don't know if he'd, he certainly wouldn't be into Iron Fist. No. He might be into Luke Cage. We'll preface this one. by saying to the audience, hey, by the way, I don't really watch TV. So. Daredevil would be cool. He'd like, he'd think Daredevil was cool, but he would... He wouldn't care about it be, so much because everybody would be on Daredevil's like dick too much. So he's like, eh, mm-hmm. he's going to pick it apart hard. Yeah, I told Def to do his part. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I love him, guys. Um, I'd have to say Jessica Jones. Yeah, I think that's going to be the one he likes the most. Why? Um, Just there's there's the least. Something of a psychological thriller? <laughs> yeah. It's the most solid. Yeah. She got issues, bro. Yeah. Jessica Jones is good. Like, the character is pretty interesting too. She's the yeah. most interesting character. Oh, okay, there, there you go. Because I'm character from the, driven. From the Marvel, you both from know the this. Netflix Marvel shows. Uh, all right. I think she's the most. Interesting. How do you feel I about think Punisher? She's the most interesting by far. Uh, yeah, Jessica Jones kind of like. I don't. I don't care for perfect characters either. Like, mm-hmm. I'm cool with them or whatever. But I like characters who establish growth. I like characters who are better than they were a year ago. Yeah. So it's hard to see Jessica's growth sometimes. But it's there. Yeah. I, I think agree. just, yeah. <laughs> the drinking is just, oh. Yeah. But that's part of a character. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you feel about Punisher? He's okay. How would he feel about Punisher? Um, I don't know. I don't think it would appeal to him that much. I feel like he, he'd feel the same way about Punisher that he'd feel about Daredevil. So he'd like Daredevil a little more. I think he'd like Punisher more. Huh? I don't know. 
Alex, how do you feel about like brutality? Depends. Is it justified? No. I think that's that's the question. That's the crux of the entire. That's the crux character. of both shows. <laughs> that's the crux of both shows. Pretty much, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, my favorite movie is No Country for Old Men. Is he brutal? Yeah, I mean, he he killed. I mean, the the villain Sugar kills people mercilessly and actually thinks that he's doing it righteously, but the killings are acts of terror that are tied to his belief system. But it's not like he's jacking himself off, so to speak, on that. It's just implied. Like, the work and the character play out that and, like, sell that to the audience versus, like, the dialogue or the excessive blood or whatever kind of, like, factor you want to throw in there having to sell it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know what the brutality looks like in Punisher, but, like, unless the character really sells it. He sells it, doesn't he? I'd say so. Hmm. He's pretty fucking intense. He got issues, bro. Yeah. Another character that, you know, I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of Watchmen, but uh, Rorschach sells it. Well, Rorschach. Actually, you know what? He would, he'd appreciate the Punisher more because of his relationship with the family. The, The mom and her kids. Mm. In the first season, that that yeah, that alone would make him Micro's parents, yeah. Micro's uh, family. Okay, what what do you have there? I only like vaguely remember this season because it's been a long time since I saw it. But I, don't I, know. I mean, Logan is brutal. Yeah, Logan. We've been following Logan for forever, though. Uh, I'm just bringing that up because uh, what I'm saying is I don't have like a general issue with brutality i just can if i feel like a show or a movie is relying on it mm-hmm. it shouldn't a show can have a gratuitous amount of blood gore brutality but as long as the show doesn't tell me that it's needing that to be interesting okay it, all right we we get it alex you like logan <laughs> we get it go watch you guys we in understand. theaters four years ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah no, logan I, director's I think- cut Wow. Wow. <laughs> Ultimate cut. Jesus. We'll make it work. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Slasher film. What do you guys think about the uh, Joker film coming out? I'm going to see it. Yeah. I haven't seen the trailer. So Is I it Joaquin? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Joaquin. I just saw a picture of mm. him mm. with the makeup, like right next to Heath Ledger. And I was like, well, it's pretty good, but. Yeah, I have a like I kind of have an issue with DC content just constantly recycling like the same 10% in movies. You know 10% what I mean? mm-hmm. like, the, like 10% well, of the they're, character. They're trying content. to they're trying to get the iteration of that 10% that actually clicks with the audience enough to build the other 90%. Right, but it's not like we forget but about like the other what, movies. What they should be what they should be doing is doing what the MCU did, taking the other 90%, reinventing it and Thank putting you. it on the screen. Thank you. Or like pretending that um hmm. well, sorry. Well, I'll here. And then just forgetting me, that Superman ever existed. Yeah, so like on the one hand, to your point, we shouldn't like need to have 40 or 50 Superman movies when none of them like stick out. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and when they were only appreciated in the '60s. So we got a Superman hater out of million. Yeah, do we? Yeah, I hate Superman. I can't stand Superman. He's my favorite superhero ever. I know why you don't like him. 
in a nutshell in a couple sentences. Why don't you like he's him? He's just boring. One dimensional. He's boring. He's good at everything. He has one artificial weakness. Man of Steel touched he's, on other weaknesses, but he didn't. is purely a manifestation of lazy storytelling that has since been improved in the general writing community over time. Hundred percent agree with him. It's that was super disrespectful, but hundred percent agree with him. <laughs> like this character was made in like the twenties, thirties, thirties, thirty-eight, I believe, and it's pretty fucking off. Just give us an exact date. <laughs> 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 that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> All right, be careful with what you say about this character, Millen. <laughs> Millen saying what's his Millie. address? <laughs> Millie. He said it, not me. Um, but you know what? Man of Steel touched on different dimensions of the character because Superman in Man of Steel had issues connecting with people. So they did touch did. on that a little bit. And the movie was decent, I think, for a Superman movie. Mm. Regarding my issues with DC. The fact that you have to qualify that with for a Superman movie is the entire point. And I can only qualify it by saying <laughs> for a Superman movie. Yeah. Um, Until he has actual weaknesses, I will have no respect for his character. I've gotten past that point where I don't like Superman because he's perfect. I... I got to the point where I don't like Superman because everybody else, like I'm talking about like the characters in the comics and stuff like that, or even people in general, um, respect the character because he is perfect. I don't not like him. as like, he's an alien. So I give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not like us. So like, he's not, he's, he's in a position where he could be perfect as far as we're concerned. I have a question, for but you. we'll go on. Hold on. But every, everything about him, would make him not only not relatable to us, but he he's not a part of our system, so we can't use our like our ideals. We can't push them on him, like he or he can't push our ideals on us when he's not even a part mm-hmm. of our system. So so Superman cannot cannot represent humanity because he's not human. So I'm with Lex on that on on that uh, yeah. on that uh, part. Like well, you can't tell people whether they can't kill or they can't steal. Yeah. Because you don't need to eat. No, nothing's a threat to you. Mm-hmm. That's I, my issue with Superman. I, I mean, I also have a similar problem with Captain Marvel. However, the the reason I'm okay with it in Marvel's case is because she is not a main character. Okay. They use her for what she should be used for. Okay. Which is like an existential alien threat. And that's it. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Thank, thank you. And otherwise, she's just out doing her shit. I have a question for both of you. Let's just say, okay, take the Rocky franchise, right? Let's just say Apollo um, has Rocky or Rocky Balboa, you know, approach him, and 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 Rocky is this like scrappy, uh, you know, rookie from you know from the ghetto with like minimal training, and wants to take on um, Apollo. Okay. So it's Rocky one, but it's from Apollo's perspective and Apollo is like undefeated and can't lose. Okay. Uh, Apollo goes through some form of jealousy amongst his peers, some racism because of the time, you know, of the movie. Um, and he's also conflicted with whether or not he should like beat this opponent down, uh, you know, and if he should even let the opponent win because he's like struggling to, balance you know empathy versus like what he should do versus like 
you know, certain factors externally from, you know, his viewers or his community, et cetera. Would that be an interesting movie for you guys to watch? If only what you're, if what you're talking about is is actually a problem, then it could be a decent movie. Okay, exactly. It's it generally would, not a problem, and that's Superman. It would yeah. be it would be that's a movie not a, that yeah. does well at film festivals and bombs hard at the general That's, su- that's Superman. Superman is like a... Essentially, he undergoes like... Or can... Like the only good version of Superman in his current iteration is a story where he has to struggle with these... Like feeling like he's not uh, one of of us, and he lives here, and like going through those things, and it would still be a shitty movie. And it's tough because well, it's still a shitty movie because him not feeling like he's one of us is not enough for him to actually for us to actually feel like he's struggling because he doesn't exactly yeah because he doesn't really have true attachment here. He's not confined to the earth, it would, and he it also would, looks like a he looks like an ideal human being. He has no sense of urgency because he doesn't mm-hmm. really age, age. and yeah. there's no like actual threat because he tends to be the most powerful person in the room. In the room, so mm-hmm. like, what is the problem? Yeah, like that. Movie, it's not believable. That movie would appeal strongly to a very small portion of people, and everyone else would hate it. Yeah, yeah. If you're like a police officer, you're gonna love the movie. <laughs> I'm kidding, y'all. <laughs> He's not. I'm not. Wow. Um, no, but I brought up Joker because I'm not convinced. I haven't seen the trailer, so I really can't call. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm one of the few people in the world that don't really care for Joker. But, Same, but I don't. I don't love or hate him. Well, I'm, I just have I have issues with DC or spinoffs of DC content, you know, popping up and not and lacking one diversity of characters. Well, that's because DC has it worse than Marvel. Like Marvel's characters, on average, are more diverse. Well, DC has a. Going for itself, DC has better idealistic characters, and their legacies are much better. Like they're grander; they they they're a part of a line of powerful people and stuff like that. Like that's great, but they're also not very humanizing. Oh, I have a question for you, Frank. What's up, man? Do you think that the executives in charge of making the DC cinematic universe okay are afraid to challenge what the comics set forth as their characters? Because the fans of DC Comics would be more pissed off than the fans of Marvel when Marvel changes up their characters. Because the fans of the comics make up a very large percentage of the box office revenue of these movies. Do they? Yeah. Certainly in the early days when you're establishing I'm just going to throw in Nolan's films and then you continue. Well, I know that's a different story. I'm talking about the executives currently in charge of making this. Nolan is, they just let him do it because he's Nolan. But, well, my, 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 but what I'm saying is you those executives seeing the Batman that came to be from Nolan's movies, I mean, that should give them some kind of green, well, li- green light because the well, Batman in, in Nolan films was like, not near the physical, or not near the Batman in the comics. Yeah, but they could just mm-hmm. as easily say Nolan's films were an aberration, mm. and we're not Nolan, sure if we could replicate. Batman's that easier to do on that in 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 that vein because Batman and all of his his rogues and stuff like that are all like not very physically impressive, and they could be potentially very psychologically stimulating. So you can do that, but Superman doesn't have that 
problem because you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, okay, because you're saying like a character like Batman is not known Batman. for his abilities. He's known for his associations to villains and his struggles. Mm-hmm. He's he's known for his silhouette. Well, he's famous for his his villains and his struggles, and he's held in high regard because he's he's like the best like that humanity has to offer. But you can't. It's hard to do movies with that vein with somebody like Superman. Okay, so so what I'm trying to get at is why is DC seemingly not willing to do what Marvel does and reinvent their characters for the screen? Because they'll get be ridiculed for being being accused of doing what Marvel's doing. That was my point. Is like, is it the fans of DC Comics that are preventing them from doing this? Because it seems like it would be the best move for telling the best story you can. I will go out. I will say that it might be just mm-hmm. inherently easier to use Marvel content for the film. Maybe Frank could touch on that too. Maybe. Well, I just said so. I just said yeah, that. Yeah, like, maybe expand, maybe expand like, on that a little bit. Like, I mean, remember, um, Wonder Woman is... And guys, understand I am a DC fan as well. Mm-hmm. I read them near all Marvel. I mean, all like imprints, Marvel, DC, Image, Dark Horse. I read it all, but and I love them all for different reasons. But just for the sake of this conversation, let's take the Justice League in for example. We've already talked about Superman. We've already talked about Batman. You know why they are less relatable? Mm-hmm. Or Flash is a CSI. He probably makes good money and he moves faster than light. What Wonder Woman is a princess from a magical island. Mm-hmm. Aquaman is an Atlantean king. Yeah. A blonde haired white Atlantean. Well, they did something with that. So Aquaman worked. Yeah. Um, Not anymore. Yeah. So, um, Marshman is in the same vein as Superman, only he's not as relatable because he doesn't look like us. He's less trustworthy. He's a telepath and a shapeshifter. So the very existence of Martian Manhunter implies a, like, a lack of trust and lying. Okay. No, okay. All these characters don't have struggles as far as their powers and everything is con- uh, concerned in relation to like like us. Or it's, I guess it's very hard to write a story about. So are DC heroes generally less human? Like are there less human DC heroes? Like I think there's, human? I think. Because that I would... think the pe- I think the characters that people know about are less human. Okay. Generally, Marvel so, characters are more known than DC characters. So they they got to reach into their backlog. Yes, they got to reach into the, like they got to really reach. They got to get the deep cuts. Okay, so if DC. you if you were designing a DCU, let's say you were designing a Phase One of DCU, okay, mm-hmm. what are the heroes you'd pick? Uh, hold on one sec. Well, you can answer the question. So uh, what what are the first heroes you'd you'd pick for phase one? That's a hard question. Um I'd pick the uh like my favorites or who I think would work. Like what would I- like you're setting up the best DCU you can set up. Okay. Um you can pull in your favorites if you like. Them. I'd pull in the Trinity, but do something a little different. I think they, I think they were done okay, more or less. Um, Who's the Trinity? Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Okay, they're considered the holy trinity of DC. So, based on my very limited knowledge, 
I think the only established character I would actually bring in is Batman. In phase one. Yes. I'd consider Bat- yes. I'd consider a Wonder Woman. Um, and I'd consider Superman if I had liberty to completely reinvent his character for a phase two or phase three. Um, um but for phase one, establishing like low level, more human type characters, um, I'd, I'd pick Batman, and then I don't know. I'm sure there's Blue Beetle would be kind of cool, but he would be in the same vein as Batman, except he would he wouldn't be as a uh, uh mentally troubled. Uh, what about like Green Arrow? Green Arrow would work too. He'd be like along the same. He's along the same lines as Batman, except he would be. He'd be more in the vein of Iron Man, like he's a little more brash and a touch mm-hmm. arrogant, but he's an archer. So that'd be cool. I think that'd be great. Um, Deathstroke? Terminator, of course. Deathstroke is great. He's he's weak enough to where you can make a story about him. He's strong enough to be a badass. What if he's a hero initially and his movie in phase one turns him into a villain? They could do that. Deathstroke's very old. So you can establish that he's a hero. He was a hero from back in the day and something changed him. You know? Okay, what if phase one centered a lot on um, Ra's al Ghul and what's that organization called? His organization? League, League of Shadows. Shadows. League of Shadows. It takes place in the 1600s. Yeah. Well, it bring... doesn't have to take place in the 1600s. Why not? That'd be sick. They never does something like that. It'd be kind of cool. Or a great flashback. Even if you just did some of that as like Why not? peppering it in. Yep. I love Raja, uh, Raja Ghul, by the way. Same. Yeah, he's a cool character. He's amazing. He's fantastic. He's amazing. Yeah. Could, could you I imagine mean, from, from the little I've Alex seen with a of him. Can you imagine <laughs> making that character uh, uh, with the like Sherlock Holmes kind of archetype? Make it like, like, a, like a fast-paced Sherlock kind of movie taking place like in the 1600s, 1700s. Hmm. And he's actually a protagonist. And just because of being betrayed by maybe a partner or a situation. Yeah. X and Y happen or something. I mean, you mm-hmm. can do all kinds of stuff. And this happened in like 1700. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so many. still alive. When like, come on, DC. You, yeah. Use some creativity kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's okay to do that. So, so what I'm gathering is we should really design the DCU. I think you guys would be better for, you know, I think for they, the story. They need someone like me to play devil's advocate in the room. To be like, that's stupid. Let's do something else. I like that. Uh, like, just because it's the source material doesn't mean we should do it. True. I agree. 100%. It always comes off. Well, no, I mean, and source material is good, but like, it's not like they're using source material either. <laughs> that you have to remember. I mean, oh, they aren't? No. I just kind of assumed they were being pretty faithful. Think of it this way. Think of it this way the MCU has made modifications to the source material, right? Mm hmm. But at the same time, they've pulled in primary driving conflicts to get us from phase one through phase three that are from the original content. Even if you make modifications, the highlighting conflicts mm-hmm. and events are still from the original content. What has DC done? Well, I, I'm getting at less at what have they done and what could they do? No, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is they could even... They can even fall back on the original content, like DC content, as like a main story. As great, they yeah. haven't even done that. They've just keep redoing like Batman and Superman. I'm like, what are you like? That's it's not enough. Not, yeah, because they're not. Like I, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was, in my opinion, wasn't even. Wonder Woman was cool. It was, decent, it was cool, yeah. and it was. I mean, like, I, I'd give that movie a solid seven and a half. You still got Martian Manhunter and other 
cool characters that are like mainstream DC characters that you could create a movie around. You don't have to deviate from the original content. They they they're good enough. Now, what I am gonna say is, aside from like deviating from the original content, I think the DC cinematic universe needs to understand the tone that they want their movies to portray and follow it and follow it. So are mm-hmm. you going to compete with Marvel or are you going to differentiate yourself? I would differentiate. No myself. shit. Yeah. I'd pick no them, like, shit. Probably not going to. And, that, be, and that's why the more serious. Probably. And that's why Marvel is easier. Yeah. And, but that's okay. So it's all right to you to put your thinking caps on and spend a little more time writing some quality, you know, some quality stories for DC characters. I know it's going to be hard at saying, first. Are you saying Marvel stories are, are easier to write than DC as far as movies are concerned? Well, I as think, far as the audience I is, think he's getting at the MCU is easier yes. to write because they've written comedy into it, which you can use to, like, a little bit of tasteful comedy during the movie is just an instant extra point. You can... The characters are not all, like, larger than life, except for, like, Thor. In this, in this part, in this conversation... You, Frank, can give us you know solid insight on which which content sources would generate better movies or movies that are more easily digestible or safer movies, whatever, right? But like regarding to Millen's point, just like creating movies that incorporate the content, which ones would generally be you know easier or better? Like yeah, like I think Marvel, Marvel has more characters more diverse set of characters that are well known by the audience. True. They're more like flamboyant characters, if you will, more flair okay. to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. So you're saying it's harder to write about the justice league versus the Avengers or make a movie or make a movie. I could see it. I could buy that. Make I mean, there's, there's also a lot of similarities across DC characters. I found. What do you mean? It's like several billionaires. Yeah, I was yeah. I was actually that's what I wanted to go uh, like talk to you about and I just forgot it when we when I was talking about the Just Lee characters. Superman has his own fortress with like advanced alien tech, you know, technology. He probably doesn't even need to eat, so he's in the, he's in a whole other bracket. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, princess, obviously has everything she needs. Yeah. Other bracket. Uh Batman, billionaire, one of the uh, richest people on the planet. Obviously Green Arrow, same. Flash, a CSI, I'm pretty sure they make good money. They're, yeah, they are. Right. You've, yeah, you've discussed this to me before. His money, but you, yes. know, you know, Millen Frank has discussed this to me like in, like a long time ago. Where like DC, based on what he's gathered, like DC has a set of characters that are all incredibly like well off and incredibly capable in their own respective crafts, but then they have like internal struggles that are like their real struggles. So like they're all the best at what they do. Yes. Versus in Marvel, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty sure all the Avengers get a stipend. But it's like two grand a month. <laughs> are you oh, serious? It's gotta be more you, than that. Are you serious? I'm dead ass. No, 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 no. He is right because I know that <laughs> they're all getting paid for being them. I think it's more than that, though. I'm pretty sure it was two grand a month last time I checked. I could. That's, that's that was old. I could be. I could be right. I, I mean, you be can't. Wrong. But then again, it doesn't matter. In, Tony, in the like, MCU, anyway. I Tony. Think it's oh no, I'm talking about the comics. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you might be right. Like guys, remember Spider Man still got bills. Yeah, he's still trying to pay his rent. Yeah, I mean now he's doing a little better. He like runs a company and stuff, but historically, Spider Man like never had any money. Um, you know, who else? The only one who really had money was like well, like Captain Tony. America. 
He's a soldier. He ain't, got no, he ain't giving him no check. GI Bill ass. Well, what's he going to do? Yeah. Like, what does he do in his off time? He has no off time. That was That's what Ultron said. Pretending like you could live in a world without war. Captain America doesn't do anything besides being Captain America. That's what I mean. So he's got to be paid for being Captain America so he can live. Yeah, he get. I mean, he's got he's got his like room and board at the Avengers facility. He got twelve. He get twelve hundred. So you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> buy a Philly every now and again. <laughs> like type that would buy a Philly. Wow. He's an artist too. I don't know if you guys know that. He he, he wanted to draw or something. Steve Rogers. Mm, it's cool. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then once he got superpowers, he couldn't hold a pencil anymore. Yeah, he just uh, broke uh, every uh, time he uh, right? Breaking each pencil. Yeah. Open a drawer. <laughs> he like he like tries to make a small line, just goes across the whole page. Hello. He just keeps drawing like Hulk, like butt ass naked. That's an American ass. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. No, we got on three tangents, but um, Sars Phase Four. Am I missing any movies? We're missing a few. I think we are. Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. Oh, All yeah, Diverse yeah. of Madness. Right. I'm excited um, for that. I think Scarlet Witch is going to be in that one too. So that's cool. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the only movie that I really want to see. I mean, I'll probably see them all. But the one that I specifically want to see is As Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's the other one, right? Oh yeah, that should be good. Yeah, that should I, be fun. I don't know. Will Thor be in it? I'm not. I'm not sure if this if it's a thing that I know. There's a Guardians of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. They should just call it As Guardians of the Galaxy and add mm. Thor. As Guardians of the Galaxy is totally so misleading because there's only one As Guardian. I know, but that's the whole point. <laughs> I guess it's an ego trip for, for Thor. <laughs> that's the whole joke at the end. He's fighting with the uh, uh, Star Lord for control yeah. of the ship. I was like, bro, I'm a fucking celestial. Yeah. He's like, this is my ship. He's like, you sure about that? I know. Mm, is it? <laughs> Last time I checked, I think I'm the one who's most respected in this room. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, disrespectful. Can anybody pull it up? I don't know. I'm still thinking about DC and like what they can do to even keep up. All right. Well, we're at like an hour 20 at this yeah. point. I don't think we're going to crack this problem in another five minutes here. Mm-hmm. You're right. So we'll have to save it for another episode. Oh no, another episode <laughs> after dark. You know it. <laughs> All right. Well, any any final final thoughts you want to throw in there? In the last few minutes. Um, I'm. I just want to say I have faith in Phase Four. I don't think it'll be the biggest phase. I think it's it might be just something to hold us over until we get you know Marvel's first family and the Children of the Atom. But um, I'm still here for it. Whatever. Okay. I'm behind that too. They've earned my respect at this point. Exactly. If you if you don't think they're going to do well, then you're ignoring everything that they've done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. <clears throat> this might be the biggest franchise with the most amount of moving parts, and yet they've still managed to somehow like continuously deliver. So. Yeah, that's why Sony mad. Okay, everyone's mad. Oh yeah, we didn't even touch on that. Ugh, I'll have to say that one for another episode too. Save for another episode, guys. God damn. Well, my my last final thought. I just want to reiterate that Superman is a shit character, <laughs> um, and That's I'm never it. gonna let this go. I mean, I've been telling Frank this for like ten years. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good Superman story. There is for one. everybody. There's. 
Are there any about him being there's dead? There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's Might one where like some crazy alien force comes and like could actually kill him. It's not going to be good. Even if that were the case though, the problem I have with Superman is he, it's not like he's going to lose like run from the situation or go into hiding or like excommunicate himself train or overcome something and then mm -hmm. revisit that conflict and overcome it yeah it's That's not gonna not, be the dark knight rises or any movie like yeah. rocky 3 or anything like that right it's not gonna be that he's gonna go like sleep in the sun and come back and like kill that villain like that's his that's his he's way gonna, of solving stuff like gonna, oh i have this other power that was dormant at the time he's gonna microdose some kryptonite and come back and you know like no there's no training there's no like overcoming problems it's just realizing that he had another tool that he forgot about because yeah. <laughs> of plot no that's like i no, fucking hate this right. character so fucking much trivializes right. other movies and other characters uh-huh all right i think that's that's a good way to end <laughs> Everyone Superman, y'all. You have to tune in next week <laughs> to hear our real feelings about Superman. <laughs> I know. All right. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Spotify After Dark podcast. I know I enjoyed this episode and I hope you did too. If you did, please consider rating or subscribing on whatever platform you're on. We'd really appreciate it. Next week, I talk with my friend John about music, gaming, and all kinds of fun stuff. If you'd like to be notified of that episode, you can follow me on Twitter at MillenTweets. That's M-I-L-L-A-N Tweets. Till next time. Start that. You just start that. I'm It's just. It's just. Spotify after dark. Just cutting out the competition. Thanos. No, it's some ratchet ass. It's just like Migos or something like that. It's like XXX Classroom or something. Like. Why? <laughs> Mama told me not to sell work. Spotify after that. Man, I should just hire you as my producer. It's just Takashi69, <laughs> like screaming, right? And it's like, all right, I'm back to our political debate. Now, intermission is UBI a relevant? <laughs> Sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs>